0: Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Katie is a keynote speaker to over 60 sorority chapters nationwide. She hosts the Truth For Your 20s podcast and has fun with silly and relatable truth bombs about dating on social media. College students call her the cool aunt they never knew how bad they needed. I personally love Katie. She's one of my really great friends. We're in a mastermind together, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. Katie, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm so always happy anytime I get to chat with you. We, we also get to chat every other Tuesday because we're mastermind friends. Yes. It makes yeah. my
1: Tuesday even brighter. I love it. It's amazing.
0: I know. I do love it. It's like if anybody is like interested in doing masterminds, I think they're so cool and they're so fun and they're so helpful. Yes.
1: So, so oh my gosh, I can't even tell you. Yes.
0: And you're doing, you have something with masterminds for young adults, right? What, what yeah. is it?
1: I just started kind of talking about it. I'm going to start at April 10th. I'm doing a mastermind. So I host the Truth for Your 20s podcast, and you know my target market. I guess you could say it's for young women. I'm a speaker to sororities, and so that's it's kind of my people. And one of those passions I have is to help them find their voice and you know stop saying I want to write a book one day, I want to start a podcast one day, and all this stuff they're waiting on one day. I know you talk about that like with wild confidence, but I'm like, girls, today is one day. The only yeah. thing I regret about what I'm doing now is that I didn't start sooner. And so I want to just kind of equip them, empower them, give them the tools to run their race, do their thing. People always reach out to me. I want to speak. I want to write. I'm like, I want to help you. It's not competition, (laughs) Like, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a both and situation. Yes. Yes. It's not an either or situation.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: I love it. And that like demographic or, you know, young adult age group are, really, um, not only are they kind of thinking about what they want to do for the rest of their life, but who they want to be with for the rest of their life. Yes, they are doing the dating thing. And I know you talk a lot about that. So that's why I wanted to specifically have this conversation with you. And we asked Instagram, you know, what questions they have and they delivered. We have all kinds of questions. Yeah. Go team. Um, so we're just going to hop right into them talking about, um, dating specifically in your twenties. So one of the things that I know that was really put in multiple times was essentially how to release timelines we set for ourselves and not feel behind in the dating game. I'm I'm sure you have had that conversation with girls a lot. What do you, what do you kind of say about that? What's your advice there?
1: Yeah. So a few things. One is perspective is key. So, you know, let's just for easy math, say you get married when you're 30 and you live till you're 100. You have 70 years (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be married, have babies, you know, do what it is you you're hoping for in this next season of life. That's a long time. And, And meanwhile, if we put so much focus on when I get married, when I find the one, when, 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 then we're forgetting now. And maybe people have heard that, but I think that that reminder needs to be heard is that your, your life is now. And if you're single now, that means you don't have to worry about, you know, getting home for dinner or getting rice crispy treats made for the school play or whatever. Like just, just do you and enjoy doing you because it's a short season. It's a beautiful season, but you know, these things come and go. And so enjoying that season, um, and then the next thing is like define your everyone because that's something that kind of just grates on my nerves a little bit. Everyone's getting married. Okay, okay, I hear you. I know it feels that way. But when we come to social media, remember that a are gonna give you the most liked and most commented posts, which are gonna be engagement and married, which is great. We want to celebrate with them. But your feed is gonna be like, quote, everyone is getting married. But in reality, it's a few people you went to high school with And maybe one of the girls that you actually really are friends with, you know?
0: Right, right,
1: (laughs) yeah. Right. And so if we like kind of zoom out, not everyone speaks your language. Not everyone is in your same time zone. It really isn't everyone getting married. So think about that. And then, you know, even though it might feel like that, it really isn't everyone first of all. And then just enjoy, enjoy where you are. Enjoy the season because it comes and goes so quickly.
0: It really does. And I think that like, the, the, um, extreme statements of all, never, nothing, uh, always those kinds of things are really what can trap us into the lies of, um, whatever we're trying to believe or whatever we're believing, right? Like, I'll never find someone. Everyone is getting married. I'll always be single. And like these extreme statements can really get tangled and messy, especially in our minds. So if we can take a step back from those extreme statements, that will ultimately give us a step forward in freedom of that feeling of feeling like, Everyone's getting married all all around me, and I mean I remember that feeling. And it's just that yeah. kind of season that a lot of people are in too. Like uh, in the season that I was most recently in, it felt like all of my friends were having babies. Well, that's not true, because I'm still going to dinner with friends and having to figure out what to do with my baby because they don't have babies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. So you really, we have to kind of prevent ourselves from saying those extreme statements. It drives me nuts, honestly. Yeah, and I'm a, in marriage too.
1: Yeah, like you for always sure. do
0: this. You never do that. No, we can't say that. Right. It's not true. Right. And I mean, now I'm like
1: everyone's kids are better at sports. Everyone has a uh, 401k. I don't know. Like what? <laughs> yeah. it, it never goes <laughs> away. But you have to just. Like, really, really do they, or, you know, that social media and the highlight reel, or you focus on other people's strengths and you focus on your weaknesses. And, you know, I forget all of the things I'm doing well. And I look at, oh, well, they're doing this better and they're doing that better. Okay. Maybe they are, but they probably aren't killing it as something that maybe I'm
0: strong at. You know, we all have different strengths and
1: weaknesses, but anyway, we could do a whole podcast episode on just that. I
0: was about to say, dang, that's actually... We could spend some time on that because I think <laughs> I forget that too, especially in the space that we're in. I'm kind of like, you know, the keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing is difficult, but you don't see the man behind the curtain and you don't see what they're falling behind in to yeah. get ahead in some something else.
1: hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Um, love it. Yeah, we could definitely. I was like, actually, I needed to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, so let's say what are ways to find people? If there's someone thinking, okay, well, I'll stop the extreme statements, but then what am I going to do? Like, what are ways to find your future partner on and off the apps? Yes. And what do you think Actually, about the apps?
1: <laughs> um Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about that first. I don't hate <laughs> dating apps. I don't hate them. I mean, I think that I, and we have a good friend in our mastermind group who met her boo thing on a uh, dating app. And they're a wonderful couple They're getting married here in a few weeks, you know, definitely good can come from it. I, I heard one time brick was one time. Social, uh cutting edge technology. I, I know that sounds crazy, but a brick, like a actual brick was cutting edge technology, which is just a brick. It doesn't have an opinion so that it could be used to build a house. It could be used to bust a window. So uh, dating mm-hmm. apps can be used to promote hookup culture and can be used to swipe, 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 and look for this perfect person, which doesn't exist and leave you lonely and looking for unrealistic expectations. Or you could be like, here's my standards and I'm not compromising whether I meet you at church or on a hinge. And here, you know, these are my guidelines, whatever, just within reason with responsibility. And then, yeah, you know, you can meet a great person. But I think when we get into this I think the bad things that it promotes, like I said, are hookup culture and this, I'm going to keep swiping and, or I'm FOMO. Like I date someone, I met someone on a dating app. We went on a few dates and they're not perfect. So I just need to keep swiping until I find something perfect. And that's yes,
0: not healthy. Yes, I actually really agree with that for sure. It can definitely create this like, uh, almost drinking out of a water hose, or not water hose, fire hydrant. Yeah. Where there's like so many options that you can't, you can't really focus on the present and the one you're in or the one you're trying to pursue.
1: Yeah, I did a TikTok on that. My background's in marketing, and I always find this so fascinating. But how there's science that says when we have too many options, we don't make good choices.
0: Mm-hmm. They did studies
1: on this at the grocery store where they had like 24 different types of jam and then like six. And people bought more when they had less options because like, I I just need peanut butter and jelly. I don't need 40,000 different, you know, apricot and preserves and jam. And like, I don't know, just give me, you know, I need six, I need six options, not a thousand and same with dating. I mean, I really, you know, it's all all kind of like a fairly new concept. We think that, oh, I just need to wait till the stars align and I'm going to fireworks and romance and that's going to be my one well, you know, not too recent background, your parents would pick out your, the one. And, mm-hmm. you know, people would say, well, they just stayed together and they weren't really happy. Well, are we better now? Are we better now that we get to choose and let love rule us?
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. Because it's so, it it becomes whenever, you know, things get hard, you kind of you don't you're you're in that feeling mode right you're motivated by your feelings and that's not always what leads you in the right direction I will say that I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm hating on the apps because I was on them before you know whenever um I was single they were newer but I still was on them and I loved it I was like I was like this is so much fun but it also was felt way more like a game to me
1: yeah
0: Mm, so I don't know do with that information, what you will. And if it feels like that, then that's probably not like the most healthy thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, I don't, I don't think you're bad. Babes. Amen to that. Can we just do another episode on that too? Can <laughs> yeah. we have like three rabbit,
0: rabbit trail episodes? <laughs> yeah. Part one, part two, part three. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: yes, but yeah. I mean, they're, they're not bad. Just use with caution and, and use with intention, you know, and clearly communicate what matters to you i think just like you would meet them anywhere
0: yeah exactly yeah. i totally agree and i mean i think they are pretty useful like if you're in a new city or something yes. like that i mean there's a lot of like adjustments that you might have to make in if you're if you're uh, doing something new or doing something you haven't done before and that might be something helpful um but yeah like you said being clear about your intentions um, are there any other, like, I'm thinking of like new city kind of,
1: yeah, I think that was other part to your question. Um, I actually just had some girls on my podcast recently. They wrote a book called I'll be there, but I'll be in sweatpants and it's all about friendship. <laughs> These girls are amazing yeah. and I loved it. And that's something we're not talking about enough. And so this subject kind of relates to dating and friendships, just meeting friends. And this is something, gosh, the pandemic hasn't helped us anywhere. And, and we don't really know. I don't know that, we don't have good conversations about making friendships as an adult, you know, when you're in school and you're automatically with Sarah in biology class or whatever, and you just have these built in peers. But then one day you graduate college and you're forced into the real world. And it's like, good luck out there. No one teaches us how to make friends. But the women on the podcast said a few things that stood out to me. And one of them was, they said, you have to be like Ariel and go where the people are. You know, I want to be where the people are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's so
1: true. And I think a lot of people find this uncomfortable, but, you know, you're new in town and you're single, like go to the networking event, look on the calendar, see when there's a festival downtown go to the food truck, get a taco and strike up a conversation with someone who looks like they might be your friend or someone who's cute or whatever, like it might be difficult, but I think that that muscle gets stronger with practice. And maybe it's maybe kind of like a game we talked about. This is a healthier game. Like I'm going to challenge myself to meet five new people this week, you know, or whatever it is. I talked to a single girl one time, Um, And she said that her goal was to meet 500 people a year. I know that sounds crazy, but this was in the height of COVID. But she was doing all, she signed up for all the networking Zoom events there were. Like, young person in Chicago, meet up, like, come to this Zoom meeting, uh, meet and greet in this whatever. Like, she did all the Zooms. And she met a lot of people and she was a podcast host and she met a lot of great people for her podcast. I don't remember if she found the, her boo thing or not. This was in the height of COVID that we talked, but what a great challenge, you know, yeah. chances are higher. You're going to find friends and a great partner if you just meet more humans. Mm-hmm. So totally. I thought that was good
0: advice. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun goal. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I want to, I kind of want to have that goal because we move cities so often. I'm like, huh, that would be a fun goal. You know, I was thinking about whenever, um, sometimes it can feel like when, you know, you only go to church if you're a Christian 20 something looking for dating or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I checked church and there's, there's no one there. So I like the idea of, okay, well, there's other options. Like you don't just have to go to church. (laughs) There's Christians that you could meet in the line at, you know, the festival that you were talking about. And I was thinking about the time that I moved to Nashville initially. um, I didn't know anybody or I knew like one person, but we weren't super close. And so I kind of just would go places alone and I was going to church alone. I was going to whatever, literally whatever. I, ha- I had to go alone because I didn't know anyone. Yeah. And I was in class with this one guy and he, like, he asked me for a ride somewhere, or maybe we had like a group project or something. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So he brings the CD in my car and he's like, oh, these are my friends. Like, let's listen to this, their local band, whatever. And I was like, cool. Sounds good. And we were like listening to them. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. You know, hanging out. Then later I go to church by myself and the band is sitting behind me. So I literally just turned around and I was like, Hey, uh, one of your friends left your CD in my car. I kind of like it. And now, and then from that point forward, I was friends with them. Nice. I became such good friends with them. One of my best friends in college married one of the guys. (laughs) There you go. Just a random, because you just went out there and met people. Yeah. And like, I ended up, uh, kind of dating one of them for a little bit, like not very long, but regardless, I actually made friends that yeah. they connected me, you know, with some other friends and then, um, you know, a short, very short relationship came out of that, but still it was just kind of like one conversation. I just turned around and I was like, Hey, this is a thing. <laughs> and then we just became friends from that point forward. So I don't know. I think it, it is, there is something to just striking up a conversation with someone. I yeah. know that right now we're so screen blind that we, you know, screen phone calls because we don't want to have an actual conversation with a human, but I'm like, yeah. when did humans become so scary? Right. Why yeah. did this, why, why is this like, why is it always so awkward? Why does it, yeah. You're, it's like you're claiming that over your conversations and over your life. Like it doesn't have to be awkward. Just don't be awkward.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause if you're awkward, then they're going to think it's awkward.
0: Right. I, yeah. I don't know. It drives me but nuts. Humans
1: but. are far more, you're going to find a lot more kind people than weirdos. And so just assume the person is, is a nice person. And then you're yeah. probably going to find that. Yeah. And um, I mean, just be willing to strike up a conversation and, What's the worst that can happen? You'll meet a weirdo. Cool. And then moving on.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like you can ask a question. I'm trying to think of like, okay, how do you strike up a conversation? Cause some people are like, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. Um, like what's a you know, oh, do you know? I don't know. I'm trying to think of like if we're at a well, festival. Actually,
1: we um we are greeters at church. And so I actually have a good line because there's so oh, many nice. people come in and out, and I don't want to offend them, be like, Are you new here? They're like, I've been coming here for three years. So I say, How my name's Katie? I haven't met you yet. Boom. There you go. And then, yeah. like, there you go. And then, oh, I'm Bill. I'm Sarah. Whatever. Like, and then now you know each other, and you can start
0: talking. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I always like think of something. Okay, we What's something I can ask about the place that we're in? Oh yeah. I mean, good. even like, do you know where such and such is? Do you know where the snack bar is? Do you know where the coffee is? Like <laughs> anything. Yeah. Um, Directions, asking for directions, or at a
1: restaurant, like, have you been here before? What's good? You know, yeah. Um, the so weather is always a good one. Man, it's a cold day today. Whatever, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Simple
0: things, exactly. Y'all, it is happening. I am so excited to finally bring you the book that I've been working on called "Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude." It is a guide to raise your standards, realize your worth, and remove shame from the dating game. I'm writing this book on a mission that girls everywhere will embrace a wild confidence in their identity in Christ and fulfill the calling that God has placed on their lives. Y'all, it's time to raise the bar, link arms, and fix our crowns. The book is now available for pre-order on Amazon, and it officially comes out August 2nd. Okay, so let's say that, um, I don't know, let's say I'm trying to kind of move into the different stage of relationship, right. For the 20 something, let's talk about if they're in a relationship and, you know, relationship requires communication. It requires compromise, all of the things. So how do you discern between like unhealthy and healthy sacrifices in a relationship?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I think that sacrifice needs to go both ways. And so if one person is constantly sacrificing, then that's concerning. However, um, I don't know if you follow, uh, what's her name? Oh, shoot, hold on. Um, uh, De- De- Deborah Fiella, she is a psychologist on healthy relationships and counseling and stuff. And she suggests looking at a relationship more holistically. For example, say you've been in a relationship for a year. If the past three weeks have been aggravating and you feel like you're giving, 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 I'm sorry, but that's been three weeks and that sucks, but you're okay. If you look at the, a year long and you have a good relationship and there's ebb and flow and he's been giving and you've been giving, you're good. So looking at that relationship, like just more holistically and, and through a, a wider scope, I guess you could say. Um, but then as far as like, what is is toxic, I guess you could say, and what isn't, Um, I mean, I think that just kind of boiling it down to what your core values are, you know, when I talk to girls, having a list is important, having a plan is important, you know, all of that's good, but really when you like boil, boil, boil it down, you need to have a shared faith, I think is super important because there's so much in a dating relationship that is, is good, but also complicated. You know, my husband and I have been married for 17 years and there are, there really is, you know, richer or poorer and death and sickness and all of the things. And there has to be, there's frustration and they're like, ah, oh, sometimes you just get on my nerves, you know, mm-hmm, but there's also, yeah. <laughs> if I have that example of, of how much I have been forgiven when I see, you know, my, the example is for me on the cross, then I want to extend forgiveness more. And if we both understand that, then we're in just so much better odds because life is going to come at us and bills and temper tantrums from toddlers. But if I'm, again, like you're getting on my nerves, but I know how much I've been forgiven. So I want to extend that to you. You're just in a lot healthier place.
0: Yeah. And I just want to add to that is you're just on my nerves. I think internally is is there something else that's causing me to react this way that really has nothing to do with that person? Mm. That's usually the case with me and Justin. Last night I was around a group of women who were very negative, very like, I don't know, just snippy. And they, you could tell that they liked to gossip. Right. So it just kind of had a negative energy, like all around. So whenever I got home, I was like on edge because I was so frustrated with that energy. Cause I was like, this is unnecessary. This feels like this just didn't need to be the case. We could have been positive and it would have been great. So I was frustrated. And then Justin does, said something and he was like, I don't know, you know, animated, hyped up, whatever. And I was like, you're, you're just on my nerves right now. I'm sorry, I can't talk to you right now. You're just on my nerves. And then he got upset and because he was just like, well, you just took my mood all the way down, you know? He didn't say that, but that's definitely what happened. And then whenever he, he, so he left and went to the grocery store. He came back and I was like, okay, you know what? I am sorry. The reason I was so frustrated was not because of you, it was because of that negativity that I had just stepped out of and I just didn't get rid of it yet. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was still kind of caught up in it. So that's definitely um, just something to think about, especially when you're in that dating phase or maybe an early marriage kind of phase. I think it's really easy to get caught up in yeah. external and then it come out like that. Um, we tell our we, kids
1: that all the time, like um, she's annoying me. She's making me mad. Okay she cannot make you mad. She does not have that power. You are choosing to be mad now. Yeah. What she might be doing is annoying, but who controls your reaction? You know, you can walk away. You can calmly say, please don't do that. There are ways you can handle that before you freak out and yell at your sister.
0: (laughs) Yes. That was so good. Um, and I was thinking about like the healthy and unhealthy sacrifices in a relationship. I love the practical things that you shared. Um, absolutely. And I also think there's something to like trusting your feelings or your thinking or your gut. Like if you feel like the sacrifice crosses your boundary, yeah, then it's not healthy. Yeah, But that goes to what you were saying. Like you need to make a plan. Okay. Like how yeah. do I know if it crosses my boundary, make a plan, write it down, have it on paper. So then it's pretty black and white. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to take some guessing out of it.
1: When I speak to sororities, I'm like, I've never met a girl who says I want to date A porn addicted dropout who cusses at his mama. Never once. Yeah. (laughs) But I meet girls who date guys like that because they walk into dating with no plan and you get, you know, googly eyed over cologne and sweet talk, but (laughs) you don't have a plan. So write down what matters to you and don't compromise.
0: Yeah, 100%. So let's say someone is in a relationship, they're not sure about, you know, um, if this is right or not. What are some red flags to look for that to tell them like, man, this probably isn't the right thing?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I would also say faith is important to me is something I think is very important to the girls that I mentor and stuff. And so uh, my first kind of pillar would be around that. Um, I live in Georgia. And so a lot of people say, oh, I'm a Christian because my grandma went to church. And because of my zip code, it turns out, uh, that has absolutely nothing to do with a growing relationship in your faith. So truly it is, is there growth? Is there growth in that relationship? And I would say, worry less about where they are and more about where they are headed. Um, say they live in their mama's basement and they don't have a job. And, um, I, I don't know. We'll just start with those two. You wouldn't say you want that. Those are not ideal. However, he is saving a tons of money. He is in between jobs because he's about to get this job of a lifetime. He is networking like crazy. You know, those are good things. And so it's not necessarily where he is, but where he's headed. Um, same for girls, obviously, vice versa. So, um, you know, as far as red flags, I would say growing in your faith, not just like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian because of my zip code or whatever. And mm-hmm. and where they're headed and then also, like you just kind of said, I think that that's huge. Like, what are your core values? And if that's negotiated, or you find yourself making excuses, that's a big deal. And listen to those who love you. You know, if you have a sister, a mama, multiple good friends that are like, "Sister, I love you, but I, you are not the same person when you're with him." Oof, that's hard yes, to hear. Yes, yeah. And no one, no one gets excited about those conversations. And whoever is telling you is bravely doing so. Um, so listen you know, intently listen with a grain of salt. What what are they saying? And is it worth listening to? And you're going to get defensive and I get that, but especially if you have good friends who love you, want what's best for you, you need to listen to that.
0: Mm-hmm. And one thing that you and I were actually talking about the other day that I think is, a, was a good point was the difference between like um, Oh, he's respecting my decision. Yes. We, we were talking about waiting until marriage. So, the difference between, oh, he's respecting my decision to wait till marriage versus, no, we're both going into this with the same decision to wait. That example was wait until marriage, but maybe that's, you know, that could be a lot of different things, but having similar boundaries, having similar um, goals or something in mind that isn't just, if it's if it's that important, it
1: yeah. can't just be
0: one-sided. Like to me, yeah. that's a red flag. Or I guess a yellow flag on its way to being a red flag.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's like, he supports that I like to go to the basket weaving classes. Okay, cool. He doesn't have to be into that. That's your thing. Sure. He supports you. Cool. But you need to be on the same page waiting to marriage. He doesn't just support you going to church. He is beside you. He doesn't just yeah. support you um growing in your career. He is like. Well, you don't have to work together, but you know what I mean? Like, this is like, those are core values of, you know, we're, we're hand to hand in this. We're, you know, locked arms running this race together. We're not just like on the sidelines, good job cheering on for you. No, like we are walking together. Three legged race example. Yeah.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, whenever it comes to those kinds of things, like I know sometimes in the Christian dating world, it gets super serious, super fast. And unnecessarily so, because everyone is searching for those red flags too soon, I think, or too intensely right off the bat. So how do you suggest casually dating as a Christian?
1: Oh, yeah. Gosh. Okay. So two things. One, I I do believe, you know, you're dating for marriage or you're dating for heartbreak. And and that kind of talks on the serious side. So I don't want to like say your first date is a, a, uh, you know, marriage proposal, Um, but going kind of on the, the more casual side, like just get to know other humans. Like we talked about going to, just striking up a conversation with people, going on dates. You don't have to, and I know it's hard because we're girls mostly Listen to this and we picture our last name and our wedding date um, <laughs> as soon as we go on a date. But I think that sometimes when we let our brain go there too quickly, too fast, that can get, Complicated and toxic, and then you start making excuses for him because you're already married in your brain, and you've already like picked out <laughs> kids' names. Like one thing at a time. So, I mean, I don't know that I have a great answer. Honestly, you might have a better answer than I do. But I, I just think that getting to know the other person and just looking at it is like you're a nice person. I'm a nice person. I like you. I like spending time with you. Let's just call it that and take one step at a time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree. I think. I I was definitely more of a casual dater for, because I just was like, yeah, let's have fun getting to know each other. doesn't have to be serious. I never thought I was going to get married. I still haven't changed my last name to my husband. So (laughs) that wasn't like my kind of thing. Like I wasn't like going on a date being like, oh, this is definitely going to be a forever kind of thing. But um, I still wasn't reckless. Yeah, all the time, you know. Like I still dated with caution, where it wasn't like it was guarding my heart. It wasn't like, it was like okay, by our third date, then we need to kind of just make a decision here: are we dating for marriage or heartbreak? Because at that point, up to that point, I don't think I was as invested. You know, like I wasn't going to get hurt if it didn't work out after two or three dates. But past that point, that's whenever the dreaming kind of I think started to happen for me. potentially. So, um, definitely in those first three dates, keep it, in my opinion, keep it light and do like fun stuff, like whatever you don't, you don't have to have these, like, okay, where are we, where are we going from here? But like, you know, three to five dates in, you probably want some clarity. Yeah. At that point. One of the things that I have been asked multiple times is how I am so confident. And uh, y'all, it's all Jesus, I'll tell you that. But I did make a field guide for you if you do want practical steps on how to find your wild confidence. That is available. If you go to my website, ainsleybritton.com and you click on field guides, you can find it right there for $49. And you too can find your wild confidence. Um, I actually do appreciate that we have not exact... I guess stories, but we still have the same core yeah. foundation. Because I think people are all different, but if you have that core foundation, then you can kind of speak to multiple people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You and I,
0: yeah, you and I, uh,
1: yeah, I love you. And I went just tell my husband, <laughs> I was like recording with you. He's working from home today. So I'm like, yeah, remember my friend Ainsley, uh, you know, I've known you since you were in Houston. I was thinking about that. And so like, oh no, yeah. she's in, yeah. And so all of that stuff, but I, I remember finding you on Instagram and I'm like this girl, I need to be friends with her. What? I, I want to be friends with Ansley B. <laughs> like you're, you're speaking truth. You're talking about not dating boo-boo dudes. And you know, it really is. we talked about this too. Like there is an art and I don't know that it's tried or just something that you and I are both passionate about of speaking the hard truth and, and grace. Like they, they are
0: mm-hmm. together
1: and they both need to be heard. And, um, and, and we're saying it out of love because we were that girl. And um, there's just so much that needs to be said about healthy dating that is not being said, or has been confused, or, you know, these girls just want some, what am I doing out here? I need some advice. And that I just think that that's both of our passions. And I just love what you're doing.
0: Yes. I just love what you're doing. And I'm glad we can do it together because it's crazy out here in these streets. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, we kind of like already talked about boundaries a little bit, but one of the questions from Instagram was what should be saved for marriage? And that's always the burning question on the minds, I think.
1: Well, I, this is the way I talk about it. I went to the Grand Canyon. Our family and I went pre COVID, wonderful, beautiful trip. And You've seen pictures of the Grand Canyon, whether you've been there or not, you know what I'm talking about. And the Grand Canyon is obviously quite grand, ginormous, and tons of it is unfenced because it would be impossible to put a fence around it and it would ruin ruin the beauty. So we're looking and I mean, it is gorgeous, but if I step too far to the edge, it is sudden death. You know, it is like, it's not, there's no compromise. It is like a lot of feet down to lots of rocks. And (laughs) if I don't want to fall off the edge, I also do not want to dangle my toes over and lean. Like I just, why, why, you know, why would I do that? And so if I don't want to have sex before marriage, I don't suggest having articles of clothing messing, getting in the dark room with Barry White music playing and Toss of in your system. You know what I'm saying? Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. So, I mean, just, you know, set yourself up for, For success, temptation is infinitely easier to avoid than to overcome. And let's let's remember, if you're attracted to your boyfriend, that's good. That means your hormones work. That means his hormones work. That means you like him. And that means hopefully, as we talked about in that earlier example, you will have lots and lots of years, 70 plus years to enjoy each other. All of that is good. And not to be like, oh, I'm bad because I'm attracted to him. No, Get excited about that, Um, but you know we do. I I believe that sex is reserved for marriage um, because it's a fragile yet beautiful gift. And you know God wants what's best for us. He's a good and loving Father. He's not like I'm just going to hold out on them and like rah rah You know, Uh, we we love our kids, but we have to put parameters around um, what we give them and what we don't give them because if we just let them have everything they want, uh, like no, that's a. You know, C.S. Lewis writes about that. Is that hell? is getting everything we want. Because if I had everything I want, I'd have a mansion and I'd have a chef and I'd have a gardener and I'd have, you know, a maid. Guess what? So would my maid and so would my chef and so would my gardener. And it would be a pretty quick version of hell. And so we have to have parameters and we have to have um, gifts within safety. You know, a, a fire is a beautiful thing in my fireplace, not in the middle of a rug on my, in my living room. Uh, A waterfall is a beautiful thing, but not flooding through my roof. And so all of these things are good. Sex is good, but not to be shared with someone that we haven't committed our lives to. So
0: Mm -hmm. that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, that's good. And I also think like, part of me is like, you know, like, you know, what makes you feel icky after or during or thinking of it. Like you, it's exciting, but it's also like, oh, uh, that probably would lead towards heartbreak more than wholeness. So I don't know. I think I always yeah. knew. Yeah. I always knew which one would, which path would make me feel like crap and which path would make me feel like, Oh, I, I'm so glad I don't wait, regret something.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I think we, we asked the wrong question too. Like how far, how close can I get to sin? The edge.
0: Yeah. Grand like why,
1: why don't we ask like how, how close can I get to honoring this relationship? How, how much can I leave this person better than I found them? How close can I, you know, honor what I committed to myself? So.
0: Yes. Uh, I do uh, want to just mention that I did go to the green Canyon a few years ago and there's this like skywalk. You can literally pay to walk out and look down and you're over hovering over the Grand Canyon. Worst decision of my life. Worst uh, decision high. Of my life. Just thinking about it. I literally was on my hands and knees. I'm like, no, 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 bring me back. And my yeah. dad was like, you're a psycho. <laughs> and I was like, uh. so literally as you're telling me that example, I can feel it in my body. Like I can feel that example of the awful <laughs>
1: Uh, We were when our kids were like, I think like seven and 10. And I remember like holding both of them, like elbow grips. I'm like, don't move. Don't move.
0: Yeah. If you go, if you take one more step, I'm going to lose my mind.
1: Yes. I'm just, my, my palms are sweating.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. So anyway, yes, that's a really good analogy. I really like that analogy. Um, Oh, and, and a lot of times I feel like it gets that is the point that you get to when it gets very serious like you know yeah you, you the, the more you date the longer you date the closer you get to the edge yeah sometimes so I don't know just kind of keep that in mind when it comes to that se- if you're getting that close to the edge and it's that serious what's stopping you from forever yeah what's what's happening
1: yeah. And I mean, there's so much science behind that too. Like when you get all intertwined physically, then there's all these hormones at play. And so your body's telling you oxytocin stay together. Um, dopamine, this feels good. That's present. This is the person for me. And then, but what if you aren't, what if you just kind of liked him for three months and then you've been physically intimate, then it's a thousand times more hard to see those red flags that we were talking about so you have all these uh you know hormonal bonds to this person that probably wasn't ever supposed to be bonded to in the first place and your friends are telling you hey uh red flag and you're like don't talk to me i don't want to hear it Mm -hmm. but Yeah. (laughs) yeah so yet another reason why i think again it's just a protection around us because Sometimes we don't see what we what we need to see until there's been some time to get to know that other person, and that's your character, right? You're not just dating um, for looks. I mean, obviously, listen, I'm all about dating as a key person. I'm not saying that, but thinking long term, when you're 80, you're dating for character. You want that yeah. person to stand by you, and you're not going to always see that on second date or whatever. And so, giving time before anything becomes too hot and heavy.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. This was, a. I have another question that was sent in from Instagram and it was advice on dating again, after a serious relationship ending. I'm, uh, I'm interested to know your thoughts because I think I just, I had a serious relationship and I went to counseling and then jumped right into the dating pool and it was fine because I was healed after my counseling situation. Oh, good. But I don't know if that's, if that's, I don't know. No.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's good. My first, like, uh, my uh, I want to hold my heart because they've get after they're out of a serious relationship, which probably means they went through some heartbreak. And I'm like, I just yeah. have a little kinge in my stomach a little bit. I'm like, come here, honey, let me give you a hug. So I know that that sucks. But yeah, I mean, I talk about, I have this like free PDF download called Healing from Hurt. And um, it's just some stuff that I've learned through counselors and books that I've read and stuff. But essentially I call it cleaning out the closet. What a lot of people will do is, oh man, we broke up. I'm going to go sign up for all the dating apps and jump back in to another dating relationship thinking that's going to heal. But what you did is right. You, You went to counseling because when we look to another flawed human being to quote fix us. I was broken by this person. That just means they weren't the right person. So I'm going to go date another person. We're putting unfair and unrealistic expectations on another flawed human being. Yes. Hey, fix me. And it, it's, it's, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So not a good decision. Um, that heartbreak healing from heartbreak thing I have is about, like I said, cleaning out the closet and that's writing down um, all of the junk, putting names around your losses. So sometimes when we have this heartbreak and it's kind of hard to wrap our head around, um but when you name it it makes it easier so like for example i will never have his last name ouch but at least i can put words around it and like deal with it we will never go on that vacation we talked about that sucks but at least i have words and i can like you know deal with this bite sized yeah. thing versus this big glob so to speak so that that's part of dealing with it, you know, depending on how long and how much is going on. I think, you know, counseling is obviously always a good idea. Reading some books, taking some time, you know, like if you broke your leg, you're not going to go like, oh, well, that sucks. I guess I'll go for a run tomorrow and shake it off. Like, no, <laughs> you got to put a cast. You got to take some time off. You got to take a breather. Yep. Um, art is a great way being creative. I should say, like maybe, um, I talked to a girl who never knew that she could paint until she went through a breakup. Isn't that wild? And she's wow. actually beautiful, beautiful painter. And so maybe, you know, listening to music, going on a, a nature walk, um, just taking a short, a short trip with some friends or taking some time, um, to heal, get creative, find something that just kind of gets you excited. Those are all very healing activities. Yeah. So, um, I would suggest all of that and then not walking into dating again until you have a plan. We talked about that a little bit, but like, no, one's going to look for all these toxic things that people date toxic because they don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if faith is important to you, what does that mean? Does that mean that they say they're a Christian, but there's no fruit in their life? You know, I could say that I live on outer space. Sure, I can say that. I'll, let me take a better example. My husband used to be a youth pastor, and he would always say, "I pitch for the Atlanta Braves." No, you don't. Well, yeah, I do. I, I say I do. Why, why would you? say, Why don't I? Like because well, there's no evidence in your life. Okay. Well, they're same with being a Christian. Like, yeah, you can you can good. say, "Oh yeah, faith is important to me." Is it? Is it? Is there fruit in your life? Um. So if that's important to you, write it down. Uh, is personal growth important to you? Write it down. Is living in the city you live in now, close to your family, which by the way, no one talks about. Everybody's like, you live your best life, move to Europe, get it. Uh, and that's good. I think that's great too. But there's also very good about, you know, building roots in your community and stuff. So whatever matters to you, write it down and then walk into dating like, oh, they want to move to Zimbabwe. I want to live on my grandma's property. This is going to be a problem. And I know now because I wrote it down. (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
0: That is so true. You know, I feel like there is such a failure to plan in those early 20s for the rest of your life. If you're thinking the rest of your life and you're not planning for the rest of your life, there's such a disconnect there. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. And we we plan for education, you know, we're to go into college, we're doing all these other things that make sense, but dating which is one of the potentially biggest decisions of your life. Like, do we just happy go lucky? Like, I'll just keep swiping until I like, what? No.
0: Yeah. It's going to end in a dead end.
1: Yeah. Make some plans, sister.
0: Yep. I love it. I love it. So one thing that I know that was so frustrating whenever I was single was whenever people are like, when you know, you know, and I'm gonna be the annoying person because I felt like I did know. I I was like, "Oh yeah, I I know that I know." But what does that mean practically? Like, if I if someone is dating someone for like a year, you know, and they're still kind of like, "I'm not sure," what should they do, or what does it mean to practically know when you know?
1: Um, funny. I remember you and Gabby talking about this on an Instagram live, and like she said the same thing. Like, I just knew. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's funny. Um, I mean two things. One, sometimes we overthink it because especially like we said in Christian dating, we're like, Oh, the stars have to align. And if I even have one doubt that I'm having cold feet and I should call off the wedding. And I mean, I hate to break to you. You're never going to get married if that's the case. So I'm all for never settling. Like hear me clearly. Like you need to have your, what matters to you, but at the same time, you're never going to find perfect. Like this side of heaven, it ain't going to happen. So don't overthink it. But uh, at the same time, I I mean, practically was your question, who is someone you can link arms with? You know, who is someone like, life is long, hopefully, life is beautiful, and life is messy. And who is someone who is like, I want to do this with you. I was talking with someone the other day, and, you know, we get so wrapped up in the wedding, and the wedding is great, the wedding is beautiful. But when you're thinking about, is this the person for me, think about the wedding is over. And all the presents have been opened, and the thank you notes have been written, and the flowers have faded, and your dress is hanging up in a closet. The person sitting beside you, shoulder to shoulder, do you want to spend the rest of your life with them? Like the wedding is done. Yeah, is that 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 kind of makes a little bit healthier perspective maybe to think about things? Um, Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that helps.
0: I do like that. And um, I was talking to someone recently, and they were telling me a story about how this guy was dating two women casually like just you know going on dates or whatever and he got arrested for something silly like it was I don't know what it was but he was sitting there and you know they say like all right you have you have a phone call like who do you want to call (sighs) and only one of those girls popped in his head like she's who I want to call And so that's how he knew that's who I want to be with. And he broke up with the other girl and married that girl.
1: There you go, girls. If you're in jail and you'll want to
0: call whenever you get arrested, (laughs) probably not the arrested analogy, but, but if you do get in a situation where you're like, I need help, or let's say it's at night and you need to go get gas. Who do you want to help you do that?
1: Well, that's not a bad idea because it's, I mean, marriage is, I see you at your best and I see you at your worst, you know? Yeah. At some point, somebody's gonna have to hold your hair when you're puking because somebody's gonna have a stomach virus at least one point. Ooh, hoo,
0: hoo. And that happened to me. Food poisoning three months into me and Justin's relationship.
1: Oh, and that's how you know he was the one.
0: <laughs> I literally was like, oh my gosh, I'll never see this guy again. This is over. And he stuck it out. Stuck it Aww. out.
1: That's the sweetest
0: thing I've ever heard oh it was so embarrassing I think I was crying being like you can break up with me if you want I would totally understand (laughs) he was like just because you're sick but honestly that's the kind of guy if you're sick and they think just because you're sick you think I would leave you that's good that's a practical you know when you know that's, I mean,
1: for real. As silly as that is, that is that's also real stuff too. That's good.
0: Mm-hmm. That and that. This is way more of, I don't know, the kind of stuff that you're going to come across in life that is going to tell you.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, you can have each drive each other to doctor's appointments. You know, you're going to have stuff. It's just mm-hmm. your life is messy and beautiful and good. And you know, who who is that person? I'm, I'm all about long term thinking, like having kids, getting old, like all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to be that person beside
0: you? Yeah. And I was not a long-term thinker. So yeah. the idea of that is, uh, is chat was challenging to me and in a good way. Yeah. I mean, you have to start thinking long-term if you're not a long-term thinker. I was not, but I needed to be. And when yeah. I started doing that, I held my standards higher. So good. Okay. Last question that I didn't prepare you for. I don't think maybe I did. I can't remember. Have you ever dated a boo-boo dude?
1: Girl, you know, it, <laughs> you know, I have, and funny, I saw a TikTok. You should totally do this by the way. Um, mm. say what's the most, I don't know how you phrase it, but like, what's the most boo-boo dude thing a guy's ever told you something like that.
0: Oh, um, yeah,
1: yeah, but I, yes, girl. Um, I remember my sophomore year, the most boo-boo dude thing a guy's ever said. So we were, we were dating in college and then it was the summertime. So we were both home from the summer. I'm um, not even that far apart. Like an hour apart was our hometown. He legit said to me, well, I mean, you know, you're kind of out of sight, out of mind.
0: <gasps> oh my yeah. gosh.
1: Yeah. I was like, ouch. Um, and I was probably still making excuses for him at the point it was, it was, and he, ugh, there was a million reasons. Um, this probably was some of your other questions too. Like, I didn't even really even like him, but we were in the same circle of friends, and like his friend was dating my friend. It like it just kind of made sense for us to date, even though like what? Like you weren't even convenience,
0: the convenience Convenience. dating.
1: And that's something to think about because you know, so many people are like, Oh, he's the football player and he's a cheerleader. Yeah, in high school. But what about (laughs) like when you're 40, you know? (laughs) And it may be that's how you meet, and maybe you're meant to be, not to say that it can't work out, but like not but just because, the exception,
0: usually not the rule.
1: Yeah. Not just because in this 21 year old season of life, y'all make sense together. Like think, think, think it out, girl. Think it out.
0: Yes. So, so yeah, good. definitely, definitely dated some boo dudes. You know, so far I haven't talked to anyone who hasn't. So uh,
1: <laughs> there's that. <bless> <laughs> That's
0: I got we're two having this conversation.
1: I got two daughters. They're going to read your book. And I'm also going to build an underground bunker and let them stay in there until they're 25 and I'm going to pick out their mate for them. I think it's going to work out great.
0: I will put Goldie uh, in that underground bunker as well. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. By the time mine are out, you're just going to go in. It'll be great. Perfect.
0: Well, thank you so much, Katie. I have loved having you on. This, like just, this has been like a treasure chest of good advice. So I hope everyone's listening, taking notes and not going to the Grand Canyon.
1: Yes. Don't go there. Metaphorically, the right hand. I mean, <laughs> metaphorically.
0: <laughs> Take pictures, not regrets. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you, so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritain.com.
1: See y'all later.